Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Russ, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, you know what time of year it is, right? NFL starts. And you know what we haven't done in a long time? <laughs> uh, and if, uh, opening a random bag of cards. We haven't remembered some guys. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. So I have here, I have actually I have two packs of... Okay. 1991. All right. Wild card NFL stars trading cards, premier edition. All righty. So have you been holding on to it for the past 30 years or? <laughs> no, I got these special just for this. Okay. <laughs> e- the magic of eBay. So here I'm, pack- I'm cracking open pack one, trying to get some Foley going. All righty. Our first guy is a guy I remember. Let's see if, if I can hold it up where you can see. Oh, Alvin is, Harper. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, Alvin Harper. Back when they were uh, good. Back when we were good. <laughs> back when we were good. It's been many moons. Been watching Hard Knocks. And uh, <laughs> is that Hard Knocks life? It is a Hard Knocks life for us. Dak hasn't played at all. So that's going to be fun to just start against uh-huh. first time he's picked up a ball in however many months since he got hurt. So, wow. uh, but uh, automatically um, buying into the narrative of, Hey, I think actually we're going to be pretty good. And so I'm sure by week three, that those hopes mm-hmm. will be dashed, but Harper was great. Harper was the wide out. He was the, the wide out that played opposite Irvin and he really yeah. was kind the of decoy. the stretcher. Yeah. He was the long guy. <laughs> he was sort of the, um, the Tyler Lockett, you know, okay. he was the guy that would catch one wheels. ball for 65 yards. Right. And yeah. a touchdown. But like that was an important, important one that he caught. So Al- Alvin Harper is a guy. Yeah, a guy I remember. Oh, interesting. Okay, so let's see. This is um, New York Giants wide receiver Mark Ingram, who is probably more famous for uh, his come than anything else, in that he he uh, ejaculated a Heisman Trophy winner, um, the other Mark Ingram, um, who went to Alabama. Um, the right. running back who is still in the league. So it's All always right. great. It's when not often we talk about pro athlete come. Well, I mean, it's comes, I mean, it, the, the topic in general comes up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what this is. This is a, a wild card. Um, number oh, one, good. you it can says, play that anytime. Yeah, exactly. This is like a draw four. Uh-huh. Um, says this wild card can be redeemed for a surprise number one after February 1st, 1992. To All exchange right. this wild card, mail it to wild card 2715 Dixie Highway, Hamilton, Ohio, 45015 with a self addressed stamped envelope, or call 1513-863-8043 for more details. It does it does say after February 1, 1992. And we are after. We are. We are after. February 1, 1990. So I'm going to send this bad boy off. I don't know what, you know, I, I'm fairly certain this company does not exist anymore. Um, but that that might be, you know, who knows? Who knows what that could turn into? Um, 
This is a shouts for our guy, uh, Kevin Fryer in Cleveland. Uh, Kevin, Kevin return Mack. of the Mac, uh, running back for the Cleveland Browns. This was Mack a the knife. Yeah, this was a. They were, these were pretty decent Browns teams at this time. Bernie yeah. Kosar. Kosar era was good. Yeah, uh, so, so close. So not so close. terrible. Not terrible. Oh, this Two is yards. a guy I definitely remember. <laughs> this is a guy I remember. I remember this guy's nickname. This is Kansas City Chiefs running back oh, Christian Okoye. He was amazing. Do you remember his his nickname? Uh, like the Nigerian steamroller or something. <laughs> the Nigerian nightmare. There we go. Uh, he, pretty was, certain. he was Earl Campbell-esque. Yeah. I'm pretty certain that they would not give him that nickname today if he was in the league. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they I don't think they'd be flaunting that out there. Um I I do remember this guy. I, I don't remember him well. Uh actually no, I don't remember this guy at all. Um this is uh San Francisco Giant or San Francisco uh 49ers running back Dexter Carter. I'm presuming like Roger Craig's backup or something. Sure, this probably fullbacks. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't remember Dexter Carter, but I do remember this guy. I do remember um, San Francisco 49ers wide receiver, John Taylor. Ah, uh, okay. He's, yeah. You know, we got kind of two of those guys. We got Alvin Harper and John Taylor. Those are kind of two of those famous, those guys, number two guys. Yeah, um, he, he was kind of the bridge between uh, Jerry Rice and then... Um, uh, just went blank on his fucking name. Um, Terrell Owens. There you go. T.O. Yep. Yep. Uh, and uh, famously caught the game-winning touchdown in the uh, Super Bowl 26, maybe? Sounds about right. The 25, the uh, Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. Um, that, was, that was a good one. Joe Montana, yeah. I don't remember this guy. This is New England uh, Patriots defensive back Maurice Hurst. Don't remember him. No. I, is he related to Randolph Hearst, the the newspaper guy? I believe so. And uh, I think he did the mosaic tiles at the castle. So Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Well, this is some bullshit because I swear to God, this is the same pack. And look who we got. We got oh, wow. Kevin Mack, Christian Okoye, Dexter, uh, what is it? Dexter Carter and John Taylor again. So we got like a duplicate run. In the middle of that pack. Was there a wild card in that one too? No wild card in that one. Just mm. the one. And we have uh, Houston Oilers wide receiver Drew Hill, who I remember. Uh, I remember the Good name. Oilers teams. Really good offensive Oilers teams behind Warren Moon. You had uh, yeah. Haywood Jeffries and Ernest Givens. And Drew Hill was amongst that. And then I don't remember this guy. Quarterback from the um, I, I Phoenix, St. Louis Cardinals. I don't remember what year they moved. Tim Rosenbach. It's a, I think it's Tim Rosenbaugh. Tim Rosenbaugh. Okay, his his Tim is two M's, T I M M, which is like mine. strange. Yeah, except without the Herman. <laughs> yeah. So we got a we got some doubles in that package. I'm not thrilled about. I got one more pack here, so we're gonna pop this open. These kind of like early '90s, late '80s uh, are pretty notorious for um, having kind of a set run. Um, oh, really? So they're not like randomly assorted. Um, which is kind of some bullshit. Now it's pretty. You pretty much get random assortments gotcha. um, now from these from these from these cards. Oh, interesting. Okay, so we got an insert card here. Um, this is uh, New York uh, Giants Super Bowl winning quarterback Jeff Hostetler. Yeah, he was, was awesome. a backup, 
and then came in uh, for, for the injured Phil, Phil Sims. Sims. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you can see this, but this has a stripe in the corner. You see the stripe? Oh, uh, with a 10? Yeah, that says the number 10. So this is an insert. So the idea behind these wild card cards was that these cards, this wild card company was going to act like a bank for cards. So if you got this, they have, uh, I, I don't remember the, the denominations, um, I, 5, 10, 20, 50, 100, and 1,000. And so if you got this card, if Jeff Hostetler had a 10, you could send this into wild card and you could get two fives or 10 ones. Okay. So this is worth 10 of the regular non-stripe version of the card. If you okay. somehow got 10 regular ones of the Jeff Hostetler, which apparently is no fucking big deal because you can get multiple in one pack, you could send sure. these into wildcard and they would send you a 10. Uh-huh. And if somehow you managed to scrape together a thousand of a single card, let's say you got a thousand of these Jeff Hostellers, you could send them in and get one 1,000 stripe wild card. That sounds like cryptocurrency. I, I don't get it. That's... <laughs> Does it? Would it surprise you for me to tell you that this company is no longer in business? <laughs> that that idea uh, didn't catch on like wildfire. Yeah. Um, next guy, I do not remember this guy. Um, Alfred Williams, linebacker, Cincinnati Bengals. No. Pretty crappy Bengals teams at this point. Late yeah. uh, late eighties, early nine. Like they they had a Super Bowl run and then it crashed pretty hard. I yeah. do remember this guy. Remember him well, Neil O'Donnell, um, oh, yeah. quarterback for the Steelers. Um, I believe uh, was wasn't he the quarterback in Super Bowl thirty against I think the Cowboys? So. Yeah. Through a couple of questionable interceptions that might have been mafia influenced. Um, I can see that. This is um, Houston Oilers cornerback Chris Dishman. I remember this guy. I remember this guy being like a hard hitter, like one of these like Ricky Prohl types sure. um, that would like, uh, or Ricky Waters types that would uh, just like lead with his helmet and just, just, uh, just fuck fuck people up pretty hard. Speaking of people that fucked people up pretty hard, Ronnie Lott safety oh, yeah. at this point in his career, 49ers or um uh Oakland Raiders, Raider. but but former 49ers. Great story. He's gonna miss a game because he injured his pinky. Yeah. And before the game, he just tells the doctor to amputate the pinky. As you and should. they did. <laughs> and then he played, which is just wild. Absolutely wild. Yeah, this guy. This guy may spark some nightmares in you, Lance. I apologize. Kansas City Chiefs linebacker, the late great Derek Thomas. Yeah, he's pretty fucking awesome. Was up y'all's ass a lot in, a in lot. the division when you guys were in that division. Um, don't remember this guy, Cardinals running back Johnny Johnson. No, don't no no memory. Do remember this guy? Everybody remembers this guy. Oakland Raiders stand out Howie Long. Howie Long. Now he's like household name. Um, action star was in some action movies. Yeah, sells, that's right. Sells Skechers and um, <laughs> GMCs, uh, I believe. Um, Fox pregame, uh-huh. halftime, uh, all, all that. Um, another guy I do remember in the really great uniforms, uh, the cream sickles of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. Long time career in the NFL, 
Um, Heisman Trophy winner, I think. I, I, I think he won it. He also cost uh, Craig Erickson his job here at the uh, um, Seahawks because he got his head across the goal line, but not the ball. And yeah. so that knocked us out of the playoff contention or whatever. And because of that, it was losing team, fired him. And yeah. I think that's why we got Mike Holmgren. All because okay. of his his helmet. Okay. Not terrible, though. I mean, you I mean, you made it to a Super Bowl with Holmgren, so... This is true. Um, I do remember this guy. He wasn't really a star, I don't think. Uh, Rams cornerback Todd Light. I remember him. I remember the name. I don't think yeah. I... Uh, obviously, Hall of Famer here. Uh, Buffalo Bills defensive lineman Bruce oh, Smith. Bruce Smith, yeah. All-time great. Um, that would be one of their four-in-a-row Super Bowl times. Yes, which will never happen again. It's just totally underrated. Yeah, um, it's an amazing feat. Amazing, absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. Don't remember this guy, Kansas City Chiefs running back Harvey Williams. Uh-uh. I guess uh-huh. Okoye's backup would be my guess. Um, sure. Had one 1,000 yard season in 1988 when he put up 1,001 yards. Did have 11 TDs that year. So it was a good year for Harvey, but not, uh, not, uh, not, not super memorable. Do remember this guy, New York Giants running back Dave Meggett. Um, oh, yeah. Really classic, like third down juke kind of back, you know, that would you'd bring him in and throw a little screen past him. He also, I think, a punt returner, a special um, kick returner, just one of those like small, quick guys. Yeah. That, like even when he was in his late 30s, was still a quick guy, which I don't get. Like, how does that happen? You're 39 years know. old and you're still returning punts. It's wild. Um, and to kick it all off, our, our, our finale, um, really kind of going out with a dud here. I don't remember this guy, New York Jets safety, Eric McMillan. Um, I don't, not even wearing pads in this photo, but on the field, but not wearing pads. Um, so I'm assuming at a training camp or something. So it's a good chance. Um, how do you feel about the Seahawks this year? It's a lot of unknowns, but I I think given the talent pool that we've got, I still think we're a 10 win at at worst. Okay. You're in a tough division and that's, I think the hardest, the hardest thing is, is the division that you're in. Um, yeah. the, the Rams are, are going to be good. The Niners are going to be good. Yeah. Um, and even the, the, the Cardinals are frisky, you know, well, they the Cardinals, even, and... even are good years, uh, yeah. they'll, they'll sweep us or something stupid. So it's, uh, it'll be tough, but we got, I, I, I believe in Russ and the new offense. We stole the offensive yeah, coordinator from, the, from Rams. the Rams. So yeah, should be interesting. If they can make Jared Goff a Super Bowl quarterback, what can they do with Russell Wilson? Exactly. Exactly. Um, watched a lot of college football over the weekend. I don't know about you. I watched a little. Did you watch I, the the Huskies game? I did not. The the Washington Huskies. The, first off, the Longhorns beat um, Louisiana, who's actually pretty good. They were ranked like yeah. twenty three. Yeah. Um, and 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 we handled them pretty well. Um, then uh, tried to flip it over to the Pacific time to see what you guys were doing. You guys lost to Montana at home. We did. It's a tough one. The Montana Grizzlies. That's the that's the one, yeah. It, I I don't I have no idea what happened. I, I took my daughter to go see uh, Shang Chi, and uh, as we were in an elevator, I'm like, oh, everybody in a bunch of Hesse's gear. Hey, how the go dogs? How'd they do? And they're like, we lost. And I just I couldn't believe it. I thought they were punking me, but yeah, really tough. Um, got new coach, new offense, new lots of things. Not a powerhouse at Montana. Well, no, we're a young team. I, I think this year's going to suck, and maybe next year we'll start right. to put something together. Well, our coach used to be up there, so I, you know, I hope, yeah. uh, 
I hope we, we do a little bit better. So I haven't watched a lot of TV lately live. This is kind of first time I watched some live TV. So yeah. we haven't done, um, we haven't done a segment in a while where I complain about commercials called ads suck. <laughs> and, uh, normally I do a song and sort of like deke you into talking and then interrupt uh-huh. you. Yeah. Uh, but I, I figure we just, we're just going to, since it's been so long, it's been like yeah. 70 episodes since we've done it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. And, and like the v- vast majority of people wouldn't, wouldn't understand what that, that was. Um, so I sent you this commercial today. Had you seen this commercial before? I had not. Okay. I, no. Um, it was all over college football all weekend. And we'll, okay. we'll go and we can play it now, right? Yeah. All right, so we're going to go play it now. Um, this is uh, Applebee's Fancy Like. Hey, hey. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that Bourbon Street steak with the Oreo shake. Get some whipped cream on the top two. Two straws, one check, girl, I got you. Bougie like Natty in the styrofoam. Squeak, squeaking in the truck, bed all the way home. Alabama jamma, she my Dixie land the light. That's how we do, how we do. Fancy like. Okay, so when I sent you that earlier today, I'm going to read. I'm just going to read your response. Um, I said, the. I sent you the YouTube link to that. And I said, this will play into tonight's show. And you said, the fuck did I just watch? (laughs) Which is exactly how I feel after I've seen that commercial. Um, That is a commercial that's Applebee's new, I guess their fall campaign. It's something. It's... So I had to look this up. I didn't know this. That that apparently is just a normal song. Oh. It's a song written by a gentleman named Walker Hayes. Um, Walker Hayes is a um, country music star. Um, and he's from Mobile, Alabama. He's, my, he's exactly my age. He's, he's a smidgen younger than me. He's 41 years old. And this is a song that he actually released. And so I have the lyrics to the song. And I think I've read lyrics as, as Jimmy Stewart before. So <laughs> yeah. here we just do that. So this is the lyrics to the song. I, my girl is banging. She's so low maintenance. Don't need no champagne popping entertainment. Take her to Wendy's. Can't keep her off me. She want to dip me like them fries in her frosty, but every now and and then I, I get what I paid. I got to spoil my baby with an upgrade. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that Bourbon Street steak with an Oreo shake. Got some whipped cream on the top too. Two straws, one check, girl. I got you. Boogie like Natty in the styrofoam. Squeak squeaking in the truck bed all the way home. Some Alabama Jamma Shumai Dixieland Delight. Uh, that's how we do. We fancy like Applebee's. That That's the fucking song. <laughs> Did you know that it's a TikTok dance? Uh, so that's, yeah, that's the next thing is, so this became a number one country music hit. Would it surprise you that I have no fucking clue about <laughs> any country music charts? This was the number one hit. It became a, a TikTok craze. This song was written to be a fucking Applebee's commercial, and this is the number one song in the country. 
what is happening? There's a second, there's a second verse, which I, I take personally. I, 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 this isn't a front Lance. Don't need no Tesla to impress her. My girl is happy rolling on a Vespa. Listen, Vespas can be really fucking expensive. My guy Walker, a nice restored Vespa can be like $20,000. So Easy. just FYI, don't need no mansion to get romancing. She's super fine. Double wide, slow dancing. I, I he wrote this fucking this is an applebee's commercial that was released as a song and became a hit like a not, not just a hit a fucking number one song in the country lance it sounds like okay the, a band i liked when i was in high school was the descendants and then they they broke up and created a band called all and on their first uh album actually is their second album um they wrote a song called Alfredo's. Here's a message from the boys of all, not to be rude. But when it comes to food, there's really only one place you can go. Go to Alfredo's. At Alfredo's. At Alfredo's. And in the lyrics of the song, is the phone number and the address of Alfredo's. In uh, Lomita, California. <laughs> so when I was living in Torrance for a month, waiting for my visa to go to France, I I found our Alfredo's. It was definitely, the, uh, it even says in the lyrics, we're just writing this to get some free food. So um, I have a feeling he just did it better because he's now got a number one hit song because the the all or the descendants never went anywhere. But well, and then Applebee's has to write him a fucking check every time they pay this play this commercial. Oh, for sure. I mean, do you remember like there was a, a movie called Reality Bites? Do you remember Reality oh, Bites? Love that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the whole like the whole fucking thing and the the whole the big swing and tits of that movie. The whole, like, just the 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 message, the the thing that it was trying to hammer home, was that you should never sell out, right? And right, it was like Ben Stiller was the guy that sold out. Yeah, but Ethan, Ethan Hawke Hawk was the guy that the, never would. Yeah. And, and they're talking about like and like that kind of became a thing. Like Pearl Jam was like, you'll never use one of our songs in a commercial, whatever. Right. And they sued Ticketmaster, and it was this is the exact fucking odds. This isn't like oh, like the, not only would like. Not only will you never use one of my songs, let me write you a fucking yeah. <laughs> song that I'm going to release on my record that's actually a fucking commercial. Are you? Yeah. This is like, this is the craziest thing. And I it just, I think, I, I, I know who to blame on this, Lance. I know who to blame for this. It, we need to blame the women of this country, Lance. Well, you know, it's we've only gone downhill since we let them vote, and I keep trying to get that repealed. Uh, I just. <laughs> My daughters get mad when I say that. Yeah, <laughs> I could see. No, I just I think that this is a problem with women severely undervaluing the value of their vaginas. That's right. They're, they're they've got you the can, power. 
you cannot accept Applebee's as a date night. You just can't. It's not a fucking date night. That's like trying to sell a Ferrari and the guy offers you like $50,000 trade in and you take it. Like, no, this is not a fucking date night. I'm not saying that housing some avocado egg rolls at Applebee's is bad. It's fine. We've all done it. There's, I don't talk about it. I don't tell right. anyone. We've all experienced that <laughs> ecstasy and agony of overprocessed chain restaurant, all you can eat appetizers, right? Right. Of course. But it cannot be fucking date night. No, no. You need to raise your standards, lady. Ladies. Yeah. Not only are you accepting Applebee's as date night, he has the line that says Oreo shake. Get some whipped cream on top, two straws, one shot. You're sharing a fucking dessert too? <laughs> He's this frugal. is your day night? <laughs> you're going to fucking Applebee's and you're sharing a dessert. You got to raise your fucking standards, ladies. Yeah. Well, or they just deserve them. So, I you, mean. You just can't stand firm on your own value. Yeah. Yeah. It's, What's your self-worth? It, it's the lowest self-esteem. This is the lowest <laughs> self-esteem that women have ever experienced. I believe so. I mean, it's listen, if you wanted to tell me it was more like sedate night, like where you slip where this guy slips in a fucking roofie into this Oreo shake and and then because this 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 whole song has like a rapey vibe all over it. Like this okay. pandering fucking country music. Bo Burnham in his his stand-up special Make Happy has a whole song about the, this pandering country music where it's like, yeah. I wrote this song in the cockpit of a private jet, like, <laughs> you know, like, which is exactly what this fucking is. Like, I, I own $5,000 ostrich boots that have never seen, you know, a, a, a molecule of mud on them. This is, uh -huh. this is this fucking Walker Hayes douchebag that wrote this goddamn song about wow. Applebee's date night and it's women's fault for fucking accepting, for accepting this. Wow. Do not accept Applebee's as date night. That's wow. You want to see you want to know something wild? No. You want to know how many how many how many fucking assholes it took to write that song? <laughs> this is like how many Aggies does it take to install a fucking light bulb? It's like <laughs> seven, like one to hold the light bulb and then six to turn the ladder around, you know, yeah, all that bullshit. Right. Uh-huh. How many Polish people like uh, does it take to invade a country? Like, no, no, no. Just walk in backwards and tell them you're leaving. Like all that. Like, <laughs> right. how many yeah. fucking retards does it take to write this song? Four people. It took four people to write that song. Shane Stevens, Walker Hayes, Cameron Bartolini, and Joshua Cole Jenkins. It took four geniuses, musical geniuses, to write that song. Musical wow. geniuses, Lance. I blame social media. This is this is what replaced fucking Pearl Jam and Collective <laughs> Soul. This is where we are. Just FYI. Okay. This. Amazing. Does not make you want to put your fucking brains on the wall. This is the number one song in America. This Pretty is much. the and this was written to be in a fucking commercial. Oh, and guess it's on the fucking commercial. Oh my god. I just, America's lost. America is lost. Well, this just confirms it. I mean, it's been a spiral for a while. Yeah. It sure has, Lance. Um, Lance, this is an advice show. Uh, I guess.
We answer your questions. Please, somebody ask us about what what's like. <laughs> please, somebody ask about the song. We answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups. Would you ever have this song or that uh, I Like Girls That Wear Abercrombie and Fitch? Oh, God. I mean, like, at least that song was never in a fucking Abercrombie and Fitch commercial. That's true. This was, like, immediately in a fucking Apple. And where's Wendy's is just sitting home like, what the fuck? Yeah. Now we can't use this. They're just pissed. (laughs) And is, is Nabisco getting a taste of this, too? Got that Bourbon Street steak with the Oreo shake? Come on. Like, we got to cut off Nabisco a piece. Sure. That makes sense. This uh, Natty. So who I, I don't know who brews Natty Light or Natty Ice or Natter Days or any of those, but um, I feel like I feel like we got to cut them a check too. And uh, Elon's probably not filing for any copyright infringement on this one. I wouldn't imagine. No. Um, where were we? We answer questions from Reddit. <laughs> Reddit. <laughs> We just tried to dentists and dental team members with their own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They're the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Nobody fucking asked for us to do this goddamn dance. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm not I'm not doing it. Never doing this fucking dance. Nope. That's that's the majority of this commercial is just people doing the stupid, whatever the stupid dance is. Okay. It looks kind of like a Harlem shake. Like if white men invented the Harlem right. shake. Right. If, yeah. if Walker Hayes, Shane Stevens, Cameron Bartolini, and Joshua Cole Jenkins invented the, the Harlem Shake. That's what it would be. Um, we striped out Dennis and dental team members, their own unique brand of advice. Oh, yeah, we uh, working in a Francis.com. No, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Maybe eventually. Yeah, no, actually, we need some. <laughs> we don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best restaurant for date night? Because we all know that Chili's eating good in the neighborhood is the best date night ever. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. Gordon has absolutely taken relative Applebee's for date night. Oh yeah. Fucking lock that down. For sure. The, the Jim, the uh, Jimmy, the Greeks gold uh, star lead pipe lock of the week is that Gordon Christensen and Rella Christensen have gone to Applebee's on date night. Kim asks anonymous question, but feel free to read this in the accent. It was written in. Ah, what, what accent should I use? Well, not Jimmy Stewart. No, I, I'm kind of thinking like Wisconsin. I'm getting a Wisconsin vibe off this. Okay. Long time, first time or fifth time or something in the single digits. I need some advice. I've, I'm afraid that there's no good answer to my question. So your advice should be fine. How do I get a new associate to show up on time? Here's the long story. My long-term associate retired last year. In the 18 years he worked at my practice, he never came late or missed a day. Every day he worked, it came early, carrying a box of bagels or some coffee for the team. When needed, he worked through lunch and, and bought lunch for the team. He had very few clinical failures, never complained about anything. And his production put that $10,000 a day dentist from suckle pigdle tits or whatever that word you're trying to use to shame. During his entire tenure with my practice, he only had two patient complaints. One was from an emergency obese patient who came in on January 24th with a golf ball size swelling under his eye and complained on Yelp that my associate put his knee on his chest while squeezing his face really hard. That was from... The other was from a woman who claimed that he mounted her... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> while delivering anesthesia. I can see the pattern, but it's not bad for 18 years. The only issue I ever had with them is that I had to frequently remind him that saying no bib for her to his assistants whenever an attractive female patient came in to see him is not an appropriate way to start a dental exam. Long story short, he replaced himself with his nephew, who's an absolute delight in every way, except he cannot show up on time. It's turned into like a 75-year-old man from Chicago for some reason. <laughs> yeah. This man is God's gift to dentistry. He's a great clinician with amazing verbal skills. He doesn't openly objectify female patients. There are two problems, though. One problem is that he talks too much, so he tends to run behind. But the biggest problem is that he's always late. He's been with us since January, and he hasn't arrived on time once. Always has a wild excuse. Daughter had to be picked up from school, or a car accident, or wildfires, or an emergency in another practice. Dog ate the pickup impression. My team is overwhelmed. My schedule is fucked. A few of my long-term patients have walked out. My patients are not used to waiting to be seated. And the intra-office communication software we use lights up like blinking like Rockefeller Christmas tree by the time he shows up with another excuse. My office manager just texted me that she doesn't want to move forward with a huge case schedule for this Friday because he's unreliable. I'm ready to free up his time so that he can attend to his busy life but I don't have another provider who can place implants. Any advice on how I can get him to show up on time? I've already told my front office to schedule him with fake patients for the first hour, since he's typically an hour late. Any other ideas? I've never been able to change a man before, so I don't know why I think I'd have any luck changing one now. But my surgeries are booked through February. Help. Don't you know? There's a lot of Chicago there. <laughs> yeah, there was a bit. Um... <laughs> I think we all know how I feel about tardiness. So, yeah, you know, it sounds like um, this guy's playing a card that, go ahead, good luck trying to replace me, but it might be worth investing in, in other, like if you've got multiple providers, invest in someone that you know is reliable uh, so that they can do implants so you're not relying on this one guy. Yeah. Um, maybe learn. I mean, it. it's not like that's not, it's not like, let's, I mean, that's not, this isn't Michael Appa, right? Like your, your associate isn't Michael Appa. It's not like the only person in the world who can do this shit. Exactly. There's, there's a lot of people who can place implants. I think the fuck, the fucking problem is, is that he hasn't, like, scheduling fake patients is great. It's a great, like, cool, but like it only fucking works one time, and then he gets there, he's like, "Fuck, that's not a real patient." Okay, and now now it's even worse because now he thinks like, "Oh, my first patient is always gonna be fake." So there's yeah. like no, you know, there's no, um, there's no fucking like, it, I don't want to use the word incentive, but there's not punishment for him not being there on time, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be. Some sort of, I mean, when they say, you know, you don't change till you hit rock bottom. Well, what, what would be rock bottom for this guy in this case? And, it, and it's just economically for every minute you're late, there's, we're going to deduct a percent of your cut. I mean, I don't know if you can, but there's, there's got to be something. The only thing that's going to matter, well, you find out what matters to this person. So, um, sounds like production isn't a, a challenge. So, 
I think I, this guy's got to end up in a fucking bathtub, right? Like thinking that his kidney was taken out. Yeah. <laughs> bathtub full of ice. So when he walks into the door 45 minutes late, somebody's just like waiting on the other side of the door, like behind him, uh-huh. like uh, like in a fucking 80s movie, like a 80s Miami Vice movie where they're like uh, the, the hitman's there. Yeah. Just some, some um, I don't know, Haldol or something, s- some kind of crazy sedative just right into his neck, right? Yeah. And then cheap hotel, like motel. Oh yeah, bathtub full of ice. Where they give just, you, you know, they give you the sheets with the key. Yes, exactly. Yeah, when you check in, you're supposed to make your own bed, um, <laughs> and you don't you don't have to do anything to the kidney. Oh, just exactly. punch him real good in the kidney so he's sore, and then just put a big bandage all over it with like some fake blood in it. Yeah, and just put it over the kidney and just make them think like, oh fuck, like it, you know, and then the sort of like phone next to the bathtub like you have you have 15 minutes so you have like one call you know before yeah. you die of blood loss or whatever like who's it going to be that kind of deal <laughs> and and then we all come walking in cuz you know that like at this hotel at this motel room you're going to be able to get the adjoining room right of course and then like when he comes to and starts screaming like then everybody walks in and like hey like this is Ashton Kutcher you're on punked yeah. stop being <laughs> fucking late you asshole yeah. like this is <laughs> <laughs> this is how we all feel every morning trying to figure out if you're going yeah. to show up. See, that's the worst when you, you know, you're at the huddle and uh, no one's there. You're wondering if they're coming. At what point do you realize no one's coming? Yeah. That's just a bad idea. The, it kind of brings up a, a thought that we kind of started going down that path. Well, I worked in an orthodontic lab um, when I was. Be- the fuck was this? When I was undergrad. It was a summer job. Okay. I was delivery boy, delivering retainers to orthodontists. And um, it, it was a moderate size. There were two or three people per station. One per, one or two people did study models. The other person, one or two did wire bending. Another did the acrylics. And um, the owners wouldn't let anybody out of their lane. So if you're acrylics, you only did acrylics. If you're bending wires, you were only bending wires. And their okay. thought was, um, we don't want everybody so cross-trained that you could start your own lab. And (laughs) isn't that separating the workers from the means of production? Like it's, is it, that's like a old fucking slave owner mentality. Well, that that was my point being the naive college student. I'm like, wait, wouldn't it be better if everybody could do everything? Because then if you're shorthanded, someone could step in. Fucking backhand you. Yeah. (laughs) Stay in your place. They said, stay in your lane. Here's your box of shit. Now go deliver it. So, um, yeah, I think more, they just need to make sure everybody there can do everything. So that instead of having one guy able to do implants, but that, here's what I would do. Go to implant pathway. Yeah. So send another associate to implant pathway. Yes. So that another uh, one of your associates can place implants probably better than this fucking prima donna. Probably. Well, that would shape them up. Hey, if you don't show up on time, we're going to take this case away from you and give it to the other guy. Yeah. And here's the other fucking thing. I'm going to have my office manager waiting for you at the back door. And when you walk in late, you got to peel off five $20 bills yeah. every fucking time. Yeah. Not, not only not, not, I will owe you. No, 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 no. You, where you walk past that fucking back door, yeah. you got to peel off a hundred bucks cash. ATM is right around the corner. So right, if, if you're going to be late, then fucking be late and get cash. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're going to, you can be late or you can be late with breakfast. Which one is it going to be? Uh-huh. Just be late with fucking cold hard cash. That's just right. Every time you're late, 
it's a hundred bucks. And that's, that's month one. Month two, it's $120. Every fucking time you're late. Month three, it's $140. Month four, it's $160, $180. Yep. I'm making it easy because no ATMs do tens. So we got to be, we're just peeling off 20s uh-huh. in between here. Uh-huh. And at some point he's going to realize like, all right, this is like, you know, the one time of a hundred dollars sucks. Yeah. The fucking <laughs> every day where I'm $400 in the hole yeah. every day because I'm fucking late every day. That's going to start like that. You know, it, that's how they do it in, in the NFL. You know, these, uh-huh. these fucking guys that show up late to meetings and stuff like that. Like they start, it's just a fine. It's 50, if it's 50 K 50 uh-huh. grand, whatever, you know, and they're late to a fucking meeting one time because they don't want to write a $50,000 check. This is true. This is true. That's it. So those are the two things. Just get it. Start getting another provider that can do implants and start, start taking them away from this fucking prima donna and cash fine. Bam. Every time. That's right. And then a kick in the nuts. And here's the other fucking thing. Russian hack his phone. (laughs) So one time we went, we used to back when I had like actual time to do shit that I enjoyed. Uh Um, we used to go to spring training every year. Okay. And spring training is always in, in the spring, obviously. What? <laughs> that was fucking dumb. I realized how dumb that sentence was as soon as that slipped out of my mouth. Uh, um, and so it's always around the time that it's time to like, um, what is it, spring forward? It's always time for the fucking clocks to change. Uh-huh. Well, we always go to Arizona um, because that's where the Rangers work out is in the Cactus League. Uh-huh. Arizona doesn't do daylight savings time. That's right. So we've been there before when the rest of the country fucking springs forward and Arizona doesn't do dick. And my phone had no fucking idea what time it was for like a day and a half. It had no idea. So we show up to the game an hour fucking before like the gates are supposed to open. So the game's not until like one. We think we're getting there at noon. It's fucking 11 a.m. Mike Trout's like running laps around the goddamn Uh like ballpark. To get his cardio in because it's two and a half hours before the fucking game starts. And we're like, oh my God, we're going to be late. And it's because our phone, like, is it changed the time, but it wasn't supposed to. And then, you know, like it sprang forward and it wasn't supposed to do anything. It's like fucking two hours off now from San Antonio instead yeah. of just an hour. And we had no, for a day and a half, we had no fucking idea what time it was. Because our because we knew our phones were off and it was like oh fuck like this this is this like atomic clock that's supposed to be in my pocket at all times right you know like we're just fucking lost so that's just what everyone goes by so if you could somehow like put an app on his phone that just fucking takes control of of the clock and it's just like thirty minutes change it you know every day every day yeah. and like at 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 two thirty in the morning it just rolls over. It's no longer 2.30. It's now 3 a.m. on his phone. And so that means everything's going to be 30 minutes sped up for him. Um, the fucking problem is, again, is that only really works like one time. <laughs> yeah. And then he figures out. Yeah. Yeah. It's my daughter and I, we were making fun of my wife. Uh, she, Holly has the clock in her car seven, eight minutes fast just to make, yeah. kind of trick her into being early. And I'm like, yeah, but then you do the but math. But you know that it's <laughs> fucking eight minutes fast. <laughs> It's like, oh, I got eight more minutes all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I can't do that on my car. Oh, really? It won't like on a Tesla. You can't change the fucking clock. Are you kidding? Like Elon does not deem you powerful enough to make that kind of decision for your life. All right, it's probably best. It's all fucking synced with Wi-Fi. That's what you'd have to. You'd have to like it's fucking hacking the CIA. Yeah, yeah. To get into it. 
not, um, not going to do it. No, it's not going to happen. Um, I there's some real talk. I think this guy respects his uncle. Don't you? Say that again. He respects his uncle, right? His uncle was there before. Okay. The uncle retired, and now this dude is this dude took over for his uncle, right? That, that that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make him go you break got, his legs. You, you got to have the fucking uncle talk to him. Yeah. And here's all the uncle has to say. All the uncle has to say is, Dwayne, Dwayne, can we? Do we have a minute, Dwayne? Dwayne, I just wanted you to know, I'm very disappointed in you. That's all he has to say. Yeah. If he just says, I'm disappointed in you, I'm like, oh my yeah. God, for what? You disrespect because, the family. Because Dr. <laughs> Kim had to call me to tell me that you're late in the job that I got you uh-huh. every fucking day. And now they think they have a problem. Yeah. Dwayne, we can't have that. I can't have you. I can't have you continuing to do this. And I think that would actually, I think that's going to go further than Kim talking to him. Probably, yeah. Because if Kim talks to me, he's going to be like, yeah, 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 I'm going to work on it. If, the, if fucking uncle, if uncle Carl gives him a call, uh-huh. I, I have a feeling it's going to be like fucking soul crushing. Or have uncle, uncle Cracker come on in and do the implants for him. And so he loses the production. The stat, the office yeah. still gets the production. And it really hurts. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're and then so Uncle late, Cracker could then sing that song. <laughs> if you're out of my head and you're out of my mind. Wasn't that Uncle Cracker? I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> Uncle Cracker does look like, like a creepy uncle, but it looks like, uh, who's this? What's this fucking? It looks like Walker Hayes' creepy uncle. He <laughs> definitely looks like, like, sort of fat, pudgy. Um,. Yeah, fuck. How did, I thought I would know some of these Uncle Cracker songs, but I don't. <laughs> he did one like it was a remake or a duet with somebody. I, I was just, so I text uh, Holly. Um, Holly likes country music, and I said, "Do you know Walker Hayes? Fancy like? Have you heard of this guy?" And she goes, "Yeah." And I said, "Oh wow." Well, she's like, "Why?" Ah, we're kind of <laughs> railing on. So then she sends me another uh, Vivo video. Uh, Walker Hayes, you broke up with me as a dig. Uh, I don't know. What I ever told. I broke up with Holly. Like recently or <laughs> now well before we got married. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Like, you said it like it like it just fucking happened. Oh by the way, yeah, we're getting a divorce. No, we told um it's kind of a long story why, but I, I sent her <laughs> the lyrics of um uh what was the, the bodyguard movie had just come out with Kevin Costner and Whitney yeah. Houston. So, Whitney. So her song uh I Will Always Love You and that was my little Goodbye. So now every t- time we fucking hear that damn song, Jesus Christ, she, Lance, that's fucking awful. <laughs> she, she, the song will just start the intro, and she'll just look at me. No matter where we are, we're at a restaurant, we're at a movie theater. What doesn't matter? It, the, the intro starts, and she just glares <laughs> this icy stare. First off, I'm very disappointed in you referred to that as the bodyguard song because Dolly Parton wrote that. Yeah, fucking do, song. It's, yeah, that we. She's a big Dolly fan, so they always play that. Anytime okay. you're watching a documentary at Dolly, suddenly they'll throw... She wrote... 
What's that? She wrote I Will Always Love You and Jolene on the same fucking day. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. She she's mega unbelievable. Talented. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan too. But then they always play. But he, uh, fuck. Even Dolly has said that, like when when Whitney when she heard Whitney sing that song for the first time, she was like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. I get it. Um, I can't believe you broke up with her by sending her that fucking song. How, how you're what like 21 at this point? Uh, 19? 21, 22, probably 22. At this that's point. yeah, that's like a 22 year old thing to do. I think <laughs> I feel like I, we should not judge you too harshly on that because that is serious is like a 21 year old. That's like some 21 year old bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I I realized soon after probably not the best. That's <laughs> that is one level above on the on the like the relationship offenses. All right. So I got to clarify to taking, a little bit. Uh, so taking your going on on a date to Applebee's is one level below breaking up to I will always love you. So and I I couldn't do it in face to face. I couldn't go on the phone or anything because she was on a Mormon mission and I okay. I had no access. So I had that was the only way to set her free. <laughs> it didn't work. She came back. You remember the story? You, you told the story a few a few. I don't remember. This was a few episodes ago. About like the the guy in the flood and and you know it's like the the boat comes by oh. to get him and he's like no yeah. like you know all that like this is f- <laughs> like fucking God was sending Holly like hey just here's the here's the here's the fucking boat that comes by uh-huh. like I oh, know you're gonna hang out on the roof okay all right here it goes here's here's Hurricane Lance incoming something like that yeah that was <laughs> <laughs> um. So did she, did she say that she likes this song or no? She didn't think anything about that, but I think she really wants me to, to listen to this Hunter Hayes or what's his name? The I bro- You broke uh, up with Walker, me. Walker Hayes. Yeah, Walker Hayes. You broke up with me. Now I got to see if it's consistent with the other shit. And then she says, I mean, it, Holly and Skyler saw this Walker Hayes at Watershed. It's a big festival at the Gorge. Um, Three-day country music concert thing. Everybody goes, gets, it's like Bernie, man. So, um, all right. So I got the lyrics up here. Oh no. First line, first line of the lyrics, just like not the first word. Uh It's all, yes, the first word, but also the first line. Hey. (laughs) Hey. I got some coke in my bourbon, surfing the room like Swayze. No, I ain't drunk. I'm amazing. <laughs> yeah, I got that laid back way back in my swagger. X Factor feeling no pain. I'm at the top of my game. Darling, you can't crush my party with your sorries. And what are we? Don't start raining on my Mardi Gras parade for a minute. You ain't even fixing to listen to your guilt tripping. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> You're forgetting, girl. You made your bed. And didn't want me in it. Will girl simmer down a notch? Ain't nobody making you watch me get my forget you on. <laughs> no girl can't touch my good as gold. What the fuck is this? But I got some coke in my bourbon, surfing a room like Swayze. No, I ain't drunk. I'm amazing. 
Yeah, I got that lay way, way back, back in my swagger. X Factor, feeling no pain. I'm at the top of my game. Darling, you can't crash my party with your sorry and what always don't start raining on my Mardi Gras parade for a minute. I ain't even fixing to listen to your guilt tripping. You're forgetting, girl, you made your bed and didn't want me in it. Whoa, girl, simmer on down tonight. I know it's difficult to see me on a roll, but hey, you broke up with me. Yes, what can I say, babe? You broke up with me. Guess you don't know what you want. Till you see you're moving on, making lonely like freedom. Baby, don't act like I'm doing something wrong. If my song comes on and I get lost on that day, what the fuck is this? This is like a stream of consciousness, just rambles. Awful. I love the first. I love the first line. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Oh my god. <laughs> This is fucking trash. This is straight up fucking garbage. This is like if Mama Bird is vomiting up <laughs> this sh- shit to feed the baby birds. The baby birds would rather go fucking hungry and die than ha- consume this garbage. Fuck me. Wow. This was nominated for a CMT Music Award for Breakthrough Video of the Year. Oh, really? And a Radio Disney Music Award for Favorite Country Song. <sighs> nah. Nah. Oh, my God. This is <laughs> so bad. I hate this fucking guy. <laughs> Such fucking a punchable guy. face. I So much do I hate this guy. Um, this is probably like Tom Hadley's patient or something. Probably. They're probably He's best friends. Fucking, uh, this guy was, the, he was eating ass at that <laughs> Nashville party, <laughs> a Nashville COVID party. Uh-huh. This is, this was the fucking ass that got eaten was this guy. <laughs> um, yeah. And he's, I'm trying to, his father, Charlie Hayes is a realtor. This guy graduated from Birmingham South college. Um, in 2002 with a bachelor's degree in music served him well. Um, his first single was called pants. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I wear pants. <laughs> she can wear the pants, but she can't run the shoe. Oh, Jesus. This is like fucking guys just like sitting around his room, like trying to figure out what to write a song about. It's like, oh, I'm wearing pants. This will be good. Um, it's fucking pants. I, you want to know what the first line of pants is? Hey. It's going to be, hey. <laughs> Jesus. Um, eat, sleep, love, you repeat. Which is different than the Marilyn Manson song, which is called Eat You, Sleep, re- <laughs> Love, Repeat. Um, wouldn't it be crazy if the if the Marilyn Manson released a new version of that, like a country song, but it was like, um, eat, sleep, fuck you like a maniac, repeat. And it was just like <laughs> that, that song, but like with a country, like a country vibe to it. Um, Jesus, this guy, this fucking guy. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. There's his Wikipedia is actually fairly light. <laughs> he has a his his late on uh, his June fourth, twenty twenty one, uh, EP release is named Country Stuff. <laughs> Oh, just the most creative mind in all of fucking country music right here. Wow. The most creative mind. Um, yeah. So uh, Fancy Like was number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100 for the entire fucking country of every goddamn genre and number one on the Hot Country Songs chart. Wow. Well, Lance, it's going to do it for today. I think it should. It's the most depressing fucking episode we put out in a long time. That guy, that guy could buy and sell us yeah. with that, just dripping oh. with talent. Oh yeah, just fucking dripping with talent. Um, so our final uh, verdict on uh, what was her name? Kim. Kim was train one of your other associates to place implants um, and start finding this guy cash money mm-hmm. every time he walks in late, and uh, and then have his uncle talk to him because his uncle, I think, his, his uncle is the key. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't want to let his uncle down. Maybe. I think so. I think the uncle is, I think the uncle is like, I think, I, I think he looks at like, this is a very fond, like there's gotta be someone in your life. I, there's several people in my life that they told me like that they were disappointed in me would fucking crush me. Like Bill yeah. Robbins is one of them. Yeah. Bill Robbins told me he was, he was disappointed in me and fucking crushed my soul. Yeah. Brian Mealy's another one. Um, if he told me he's disappointed in me, it would just crush me, you know? Um, Jim Summit, like there's those, those like those mentors of mine that if if they told me that they were disappointed in me, it would just be like yeah, a a, a knife to the heart. Um, and so I think I think the uncle could be could be leveraged here. And then if none of this shit works, make him you know make him think that you stole his one of his kidneys. <laughs> and we could be hired. We can help. Yeah, we can do that for sure. Do you have any? Uh, what do we need? We need some. Um, I don't know what uh, midazolam. What, what what would be best to to shoot him in the jugular with? Fentanyl. You think? <laughs> I don't know. I what what I need is in the movies when they do that, it's just immediately down. Yeah, right. I watched and it's Dexter. like oh, you got to lower him onto the floor, right? Yeah. It's just like you think ketamine does that? I, Could we do ketamine? I think that's what Dexter used. He was injecting with ketamine. Okay, maybe propofol. Would propofol be better? Well, Michael Jackson didn't really get along with it. I, I mean, he kind of got along really good with it. That's true. Actually. That, that also uh, might be a But we need solution. him down quick. <laughs> well, I, what I don't need is like, typically when I do sedation, it's like, all right, how are you feeling? Uh, feeling all right. It's like, and then it's like four more minutes of that before they're out. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not going to be able to wrestle this fucking guy for five minutes. Right? Like I need him to be like, I need it. I need needle in the neck and then down yep. and then just like lower him down onto the ground and we carry him out of there. This won't be questionable looking at all, no, by the way. No. So, like any patients that see this happening, they'll they'll not they won't have any questions. They'll, about no, it, they'll just go, know. "Oh, was he late?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, oh yeah, no, you're pulling the old. Make them think you stole his kidney trick, right? Yeah, yeah yep, that's the one. We've all oh been yeah, there. I heard that Walker Hayes song about that <laughs> about that very thing. Yeah, um, Lance, um, I, do you have any friends that are really into Walker Hayes? If so, tell them about the show. It's how we grow the the show one new, um, just mentally handicapped person at a time who would be a fan of that god awful garbage. 
Um, Lance, what's your favorite number? Big fan of five. How many date nights are you and Holly going to go out on now to Applebee's? Well, at least five. Yeah, at least five of them. Good. In a row. Just don't. Just don't share the res- just, just don't share the dessert, and don't expect to get laid. That's the other thing. Oh, I gave that up if, so if, long ago. Yeah, if, if like if you're taking your girl on a date to Applebee's, just don't expect to get laid. It's not a fucking date. It's you're going to shove shit into your face. Like it's it's Applebee's. Y- you'll feel worse about yourself after you leave here. That's like the tagline. Exactly. And, and if if you're taking the Applebee's, this is their passive aggressive way of saying, I don't want anything tonight, so we're going to go to yeah, Applebee's. Yeah, exactly. All I want is this um, uh, uh, cheeseburger that's too fucking big to wrap your jaw around and just makes a huge mess. That's what I want. That's all I want. And oh, oh and we're sharing a dessert because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> exactly. Um... Anyway, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, if you're flicking through Podplay, Podbean, if you're, if you're having some of that Podplay with your loved one after your Applebee's date night and you're flicking her Podbean, flick five stars. Um, website, workinginferences.com. Uh, hit us up on all the social bullshits. Facebook, Working Inferences with Josh and Lance, Funny Show for Dennis and Dental Team members. Twitter, at Winterferences, Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance, we found on Instagram, at dr timmerman dmd i can be found on instagram at um hold please i forgot what my screen name is um at at walker hayes um is where you can find my uh instagram um oh he has it in his fucking instagram bio it says walker hayes artist fancy like oh 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 (laughs) and then like a link tree to get all of his links. And then, oh, let's see. Uh, followed by, um, let's see if any anybody who we would consider ourselves friends with follows this guy. No, nobody that we would consider ourselves friends with follows this guy. Oh, God, my friend Nacho. <laughs> my friend Nacho at the bakery follows this fucking guy. Oh, I'm going to have to put a... 458,000 followers from this son of a bitch. Um, Jesus Christ. I hate everything. <laughs> oh, his his most recent post is him and Kesha doing this dance together. Uh, Kesha Kesha had one fucking song that was also terrible eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. More than that, fifteen years ago. Oh my god, I fucking hate this guy. I fucking hate this guy. Um. Do you have a song? I do. If you pick this fucking song, it's no. I swear to God. No. This is the nice cleanse the palate one. <laughs> oh, thank God. I need an, like a moose-boosh here. So um, Metallica put out uh, an album called Blacklist, and there's a bunch of people covering their songs. Which they, they typically do not like. They are not a fan of sharing their music. Well, this one I loved. Inner Sandman was covered by Weezer. And okay. my daughter went and saw Weezer last night in concert. I don't do work night concerts, so I didn't go with her. So, But Enter Sandman by Weezer is just awesome. And there's a hook right in the middle of it, out of nowhere. It, it recognized it was great. Both of us looked at each other when we heard it. And good song. I'm looking to see what some of the other... This album is $70. It's just FYI. lots of artists on this one. They have a bunch of different Enter Sandmans. Yeah. They have five different ones. Mm-hmm. 
a bunch of different sad but trues, a bunch of different holier than nows, a bunch of different unforgivens. Everyone has multiple, nothing else matters has like, wow, that's like eight different versions. Yeah. Phoebe Bridgers, Miley Cyrus featuring Watt, Elton John, Yo Yo Ma, Robert Trujillo, and Chad Smith, Dave Gahan, Mickey Guyton, Dermot Kennedy, Kennedy uh, Mon Lafert, Igor Levitt, My Morning Jacket, PG Roxette, Darius Rucker, Chris Stapleton, Tresor. All of those are all nothing else matters. That's wild. Mm-hmm. No wonder this is fucking sixty dollars. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Don't tread on me, Walker Hayes. Um, <laughs> if I saw his fucking name on here, I seriously would kill myself. Um, uh, yeah. So Weezer is on here. Um, who are some other names on here? Jason Isbell. Um, Cage the Elephant. The Neptunes, Portugal, the Man. Yeah, this is this is interesting because they were always very, they were really the ones that led the fight against. I mean, most of our listeners probably don't remember Napster. Yeah, it was they. It was Lars Ulrich that just destroyed. They, yeah, they. That was the fucking golden age, my friend. Yeah, you you were at. Were you in dental school during Napster? When were you in dental school? Uh, yeah, I was in dental school at the tail end uh, of. This with Napster and then LimeWire replaced it and you know had all so Lime by the it got wonky at yeah. LimeWire. Mm-hmm. Like that's when your viruses everywhere and fucking songs that were shitty quality. And, yeah. But Napster was just fucking clutch. Yep. And it was the like the first like I moved into the 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 dorm and had like, you know, high speed internet for the first time. And then like the next year Napster came out and it was just like a fucking smorgasbord of any music you wanted anytime. Yeah. Um, is unbelievable. And then Lars had to shit all over it, which I get like they were, yeah. they were getting fucked. So I, yeah. I totally understand it, but they are typically not in that uh, for forever and ever. They didn't even have, you could not get their albums digitally. That was like, mm. they were one of the last people that were, would hold out on that. Um, so to see them do this, when, when did this come out? Last year, June of 2021. Oh. Yeah. Coming to digital September, um yeah so this is like the first time it's made it to digital is now so pretty crazy so yeah this is cool this is very cool so this was uh weezer's rendition of inner sandman correct very nice well this is actually good music unlike fucking walker hayes (laughs) for lance timmerman this is josh watson peace uh and be fancy like